Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. Do you want outdoor apparel that's designed with a conscience? If so, check out Northbound Gear. They are a leader in creating innovative, sustainable, high-quality products designed to enhance your outdoor experience. Whether you hunt, fish, explore, camp out, or just enjoy nature, they'll have something that suits your needs. I've tried it all, and their adventure, water-resistant pants, explorer summer pants, the 2-in-1 zip-off pants, and the men's apex waterproof jackets are all my favorite. I really can't decide which one I like more, and I wear them all daily. I've taken the gear bear hunting in the northern swamps of BC, hiking and fossil hunting on the river and waterfalls, and wore them out on the west coast fishing for salmon, halibut, prawns, and crabs. Not once have they let me down. Check them out at northboundgear.co, and if you use my promo code SHELDON15, you will save 15% off your order, including sale items. As an added bonus, they also plant one tree right here in Canada with every purchase. So again, that's northboundgear.co and use promo code SHELDON15 to save 15% off your order. Well, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. Uh, If you're new here, I'm your host Sheldon Marion. And uh, I think what we're going to do today to kick this thing off is I want to talk about the coyote attacks that are happening down in Vancouver at the Stanley Park there. Uh, it's been just blown up all over the news. And it's got to be one of the stupidest things that I've seen kind of lately when it comes to wildlife. Especially with coyotes. Uh, you know, they're not known to bite people. So the fact that there's been so many coyote attacks where it's making like basically national news is just mind-boggling to me and the fact that they're not doing anything about it you know it's uh the simple fact that coyotes are biting people should be getting looked into very seriously right away because there is obviously something very very wrong there uh you know i've been around the bush for a day or two And I don't think I've ever really heard of anybody getting attacked by a coyote before. Other than, uh, I think there was one girl, one kind of older lady down in, I want to say, Vanderhoof area. Uh, And I think even with that, I don't even know if it was a coyote. I think that one might have been a wolf. And it was in her sheep pen, I think. And with that one, I can't remember if it was sleeping or if it was on top of a dead sheep or something. But it was laying against like a boarded up fence kind of thing. So she couldn't really see inside. And I think what happened was she reached over. And when she did that, she woke it up or she spooked it. And it reached up and it kind of nipped her hand. And then it took off. And other than that, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody actually getting bit by a coyote. Uh... You know, we've had a couple kind of lunge at us when we've trapped them in a foothold before. But that's a lot different. You know, that's a trapped coyote where with this instance, it sounds like people are just out walking their dogs or they have their kids and they're just walking uh, kind of through the park and the coyotes are approaching them and biting them. 
yeah, man, I don't know. It's a weird, slippery slope. Especially for, like, to take care of that problem, it'd be very easy. Just shut down the park for a week. Hire one of the many, many BC trappers that know what they're doing. Give them free range to set snares and footholds, like dirt hole sets, pee sets, whatever. Let them do their thing for a week. And I'm telling you, you would never have a problem with another coyote again. The problem with that, though, is that a lot of stuff nowadays has to be made public. So there'd be like a public inquiry or they'd make some stupid post about it saying, you know, whatever, some public health post saying, we're going to take care of the coyote problem. Don't worry, we have a trapper on the way. And then just the outcry would be huge and it would be shut down just instantly. You know, it's one thing that kind of sucks these days with social media is that everybody has access to everything and you hit that share button one time and you could potentially spread it to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people overnight. Uh, one thing I guess what they could do is just call it like a like a relocation operation and then just not relocate them. And like the truth with that though too is the amount of stress that you would put through a coyote to relocate them would probably be enough to kill them regardless. So I mean really instead of putting them through all that stress just to kill them at the end, why don't you just kill them at the start of it? Uh, plus, you know, there'd be so much, like, protest and just social media warriors, and there would be blockades, and, oh, man, what a nightmare that would be. But, at the same time, nothing is getting done with the coyotes. People are still getting bit, which, again, is a whole other issue on its own that needs to be looked at on top of how to deal with it. And it's it's one of those things where if they don't do anything, people are going to have outcry. People are going to be mad. They're going to be pissed off saying, hey, why aren't you guys doing anything about this? And then when they do do something about it, there's still going to be people having outcry. There's still going to be people getting pissed off about it saying, why couldn't you do it this way or why couldn't you do it that way? You didn't have to kill them when really... the truth of the matter is that you do uh same thing like when you have to when people trap bad bears if a bear comes into a neighborhood starts getting into garbages it's a smart bear and it's a bad bear you can relocate them but all you're doing is taking a problem and making it someone else's uh same thing with beaver i don't know how many times when I was still trapping, I've had people call me up and say, Hey, there's a beaver on my property out here at Charlie Lake. Can you come and take care of it? Well, no, because it's such a public place. I can't just come out there and shoot it. I'm not going to set traps there because there's way too many kids and people's pets. And I don't even know if that's really legal or not to set traps there. 
And then they say, well, you don't want to, we don't want you to kill it, we just want you to relocate it. And I just kind of laughed, you know, if I'm going to take care of a beaver, it's getting taken care of. I see what beavers do out in the wild, and it's, uh, it ain't pretty, you know, even beavers out here in the wild, out around my place, it's getting to the point where they're almost like the wolves and the coyotes and the bears, where you need to kill them just to kill them. As bad as it sounds, and, you know, if you have a couple of loose heartstrings or whatever, you're really not going to like to hear that. But, unfortunately, it's the way that it is. You need a balance. And right now, we don't have that balance. Uh, part of the problem is people don't want to hunt coyotes. People don't want to hunt wolves. People don't want to hunt bears. There's no sense trapping beaver unless you're doing it just to get out in nature but even that around here there's no way i could trap the beaver here for one it's not my trap line for two the amount of work that goes into trapping them just in an open pond that's easy accessible it's it's not worth it you know you get eight dollars maybe up to twelve dollars now for a beaver pelt, and that's if they sell. Uh, and the amount of hours that go into just skinning them, fleshing them, boarding them, drying them, it's, it's just phenomenal. Like, you're getting paid cents per hour, not dollars per hour. And then on top of that, uh, you know, it's... You'd have to kill so many of them to make it worth your time. Like, oh, it would. We're going backwards, really, is what we're doing. But, you know, back to like the social media warriors, too. There seems to be more and more and more every day. I don't know if it's just people getting bored throughout this pandemic. Well, I mean, it started before that, too. Uh,. And it's not just like the little keyboard warriors either, you know. I've seen it even when I was a kid, go to the archery range. Somebody would be sitting there shooting their compound bow. Some guy shows up with his recurve and it says, Oh, you're not a true bow hunter unless you shoot a recurve. Now those two are getting at each other's throat. Next guy shows up and he has, you know, a crossbow. Well, those two other guys, they team up on this guy with his crossbow and they almost start beating the crap out of each other you know it's such a weird time that we're living in now and it just keeps getting worse and worse every day uh there's always like this bandwagon that people get on too uh you know if you have any if you have any real not even like followers or fans or anything like that if you post anything online as soon as one person says anything negative about it all of a sudden people start showing up out of nowhere and they just start you know piling on and attacking and stuff and it's almost like there's your you have to feed like your internet personality versus your regular personality you know I think I'm lucky where I'm one of those people where who I am on the internet is basically the same person I am 
in person. Uh, if I say something on the internet, I would say it to you in person. If you're being a jackass, I would say, hey, you're being a jackass. Where a lot of other people, it's almost like we have split personality syndrome or something like that. Because there's, you know, your regular self wouldn't have a problem with somebody doing something. Like, for me, it's the way I clean my chickens. Uh, I've shown people how I clean my chickens a lot in person. The odd person says, hey, you know, I'd, I'd like to keep those legs. It's like, okay, here you go. Keep the legs. No big deal. The internet side of them would just... Uh, they just go straight into attack mode. You know, it's... I, I don't understand it. You know, it's like the the internet self of people. They have this weird big ego that they need to feed. And when they do that, they get a pat on the back by all these other people that are kind of playing this internet self game. And uh, I don't know if it's they just have a, a group of assholes that they can kind of go around and talk to certain groups with or something. I don't know. I really don't understand the way that some people work. It's like they they get like this weird pat on the back when they're doing it or they get to puff their chest out. You know, it's it's one of those things where we're spending way too much time behind a screen and getting away with saying stuff where if you said it in person, you would instantly get punched in the lips for it's uh I don't know it just it makes people feel good that they can post something online they don't get hurt for it they can pop their chest out and they they get a pat on the back they get a good job buddy from all the other assholes in the world kind of a thing you know I just I do not understand where these people are coming from why they're doing it obviously there's well, there must be something wrong with some people. You know, like, the amount of hatred that's in the world right now is just... It's absolutely phenomenal. Like, my mind is blown every time I go on to, you know, start reading YouTube comments or checking out things on Facebook, Instagram, heck, even TikTok, whatever. It don't matter what platform you're on or which one that you look at. There is so much hatred and doubt and segregation now, you know, and now with all of these new rules and stuff, it's, oh man, it's getting so overboard where even me living out, you know, an hour away from town, I'm away from the hustle and bustle of everything for the most part, uh, and I am I'm not far enough out. You know, I have a handful of neighbors. Most are good. Some can be iffy at times. But, I mean, that's just that's just life. You kind of get over it. If somebody does something that you don't like, you know, suck it up. Get over it. Don't You don't need to make a fight over it. They're, you know, in the end, they're still people. They're still your neighbor. Just, yeah, whatever. 
maybe somebody's having a bad day and you happen to be there at the wrong time and they took it out on you or there's just some confusion you said something that was supposed to be taken a different way and they took it another you know people are just strange characters except now we can hide behind a screen and say whatever we like and there's no repercussion for it other than you might get blocked off of something or put into facebook jail or whatever the case may be there and uh you know it's it's real it's kind of sad to see the the way that we're we're moving in you know especially social medias there's so much good things to come out of social media not everything has to be bad you know you can uh, the problem too is you know we spend so much time focusing on that one bad comment that one bad issue that one guy who was just being a pecker head but in the meantime there's been thousands if not hundreds of thousands of good stuff happening you know you can get on to social media and you can spread positive messages, sharing your stories. Uh, you know, you can produce videos that inspire people. Like what I do, you know, I try my best to inspire people to get outdoors. Take your kids out. Uh, show them that not everything is big and scary. And trying something new can be fun and exciting. Or just going to a new area. You know, it's... Uh, I don't know, because like, even with the small following that I have, I've inspired people to take the kids out fishing or to get back into hunting. And to me, it's a huge win when, you know, when somebody comments on my stuff and, you know, I have a big target on my back. I'm into hunting, fishing, outdoors, butchering, self-reliance kind of thing. And with that, you know, you have to do a lot of stuff that other people wouldn't do. And uh, you feel like you get attacked from time to time. And again, it's, you know, people's hearts are in the right place. You know, if they're like kind of vegan or part of like PETA type of a thing. Like, I get it. I understand. But at the end of the day, I'll let you live your life. Let me live mine. And, you know, it's almost like some days that they're just mad that you're able to do some of the stuff that they're not able to do so and they just kind of hide behind the keyboard and they go after you but with that also comes the hundreds of comments that I've gotten where it's like hey you know what you've helped me get back into hunting or I went fishing for the first time by watching your videos, I knew what hook to use or how to reel a fish in or how to take care of this chicken after I've shot it. You know, whatever the case is. And to me, there's no bigger fulfillment than that. You know, like, before I started doing this, you know, I really haven't changed anything other than I film what I do now. You know, if people before wanted me to take them out, for the most part, I'd take them. Sometimes I don't really like to take some people out. Just, you know, I've had some bad experiences with some people before. But 
this way now if somebody goes hey i want to go chicken hunting or i want to go check out say fossil falls or i don't know one of the small places that we hike to this summer i can just say hey you know what here's a link to this video check her out all the directions are in there how to get there what to do while you're there you know there's some things that you can that i checked out that you can look at too you know everything is in these videos and it's it's awesome it's the best of both worlds i can inspire people to go out get them off their couches bring their kids show them easy places to go you know and as weird or as bad as it sounds however however you want to take it i don't have to go with them you know i've just had some issues with people you know but uh you know, you're still able to help them out. Sharing my experiences with with everybody too. It's it's been great, especially you know some of the stuff that's just in our own backyard. It's uh, it's to me it's weird that nobody has done this before. You know, like there is some things like uh, above Tumbler Ridge. That guy he's made some phenomenal stuff. That he put up on YouTube. Uh, and that was his main focus. To me it seems like just. The stuff around. Uh, Tumblr Ridge area. He kind of went big with his drone there. He did a lot of trips. Did a lot of filming. And uh, you know he. He really opened. A lot of people's eyes. And got a lot of people out. But then. After that he kind of piddled off a little bit. Which is fine. I understand there. Uh, but other than him. Maybe I haven't just really looked into it enough. But you know there's hardly anybody. That's in the north area here. That is actually taking people out. Or really showing people. What we have in our own backyard. And then there's also a lot of like secretive people. Uh, when it comes to like dinosaur trackways. Or certain fossil areas and stuff. And to me, I think that's pretty selfish, uh, not showing people that kind of stuff. You know, I know how excited I get when I go into these places. And, you know, like, I'm a 30-year-old child. I can only imagine, you know, actually having children and seeing their faces light up when they touch, you know, a dinosaur footprint. Or, you know, fossils at Fossil Falls or uh, the leaf fossils that we just checked out. Down in uh, Cold Brook Creek. You know. To me. Part of being an outdoorsman. Is getting people outdoors. And getting more people involved. That's why I absolutely love doing this. Not only is it a wicked awesome way to live. Uh, but when you're able to film. And show people what we have. Uh, you know. It it just makes you it, it makes you feel great, especially when I'm too busy out filming somewhere else, and somebody says, "Hey, you know, I seen your video." I'm sorry, there's a lot of wind, so I have to cut. I don't know how many times here today, but you know when somebody. Uh, is wanting to go into an area but they don't really know how to get there or they've only sort of kind of heard about it 
uh, from, you know, the odd person here or there. It's kind of like the whispers around town kind of thing. I can simply go, hey, you know what? Here's a link to that, to my video. Uh, you know, I heard people whispering about the same place, so I got directions from somebody. I went in there. I checked it out. I filmed it all. I pinpoint exactly where to go, how to get there, you know, head out, check it out. Here's some things you have to watch for. Maybe don't take a car down this trail or an SUV. But if you take a pickup, you're perfectly fine. Or, uh, like, at Coldbrook, there's one, well, there's several slabs of rock, but one, I tell you exactly where it is. Once you start hiking up Coldbrook Creek, you go around that first real big bend. Once you're around the bend, it's probably 30 yards. Nah, maybe 40 or 50 yards from the bend. And there's a, a pretty good sized rock. Probably about 3 feet wide, 3 feet tall kind of a thing. And it's riddled with plant fossils. And I say that in the video too because it's not just me that gets... To, to look at these things it's not private property you know i don't own the bush i don't own the trail i don't own that rock but what i can do is film it get you excited for it get your kids excited for it and motivate you to go out there and see it for yourself and then while you're out there too you know some people get really upset when you say take a fossil I don't see a problem with it. You know, if you want to take a fossil so you have a little piece of memorabilia, do it. Take it. You know, don't destroy stuff to get it. Don't take... Uh, don't take more than what you actually need. Like, for me, I love these fossils that I got. You know, I took some home. Who am I to say that you can't take them when I've taken them? You know what I mean? And it is really neat when I can sit down in my desk and I can look up at my shelf and I can see, you know, the fossilized clamshells or fossilized wood, fossilized leaves. And really, there's no difference between picking up a fossil or picking up a rock. Well, with these fossils, if you found like a T-Rex tooth or something like that, you might want to get a hold of a paleontologist group. But <laughs> for things where there's you know, a thousand fossils, if you take one, really, you're not doing any harm. You know, and it's cool to have. You know, and speaking about everywhere that we've gone here uh, this summer, right now I'm on one of my last days of three weeks off of work. And it's been, uh, it's surprisingly, this three weeks has just blown by. The amount of kind of exploring and filming and stuff that we've been doing around here. It's been really, really cool. Uh, to start things off, we went to uh, the Charlie Lake Caves. That was another spot where people know that we have a cave around Charlie Lake. But they don't exactly know where it is or how to get there. Kind of, you know, it's just that kind of the typical way that uh it's kind of like the the typical places around the Fort St. John North area where 
you know, so many people say, yeah, I've heard that there's dinosaur tracks, but we don't really know where it is and stuff. So it's nothing for me to say, well, you know, I got some days off. Let's uh, grab the cameras and all the gear and grab the dogs and we'll go out there and check her out. So me, me, Shelby, and my brother Blaine, we took our dogs out there. Uh, we were only there for maybe a couple hours because it's not much. Well, I don't even think we were there for a couple hours. We were there for about an hour, I bet you. And uh, to get there, it's right behind Jackfish Pub, basically. You go across the bridge, hang a right. You go up there about 300 yards. Trail's on your left. You walk up there. I think it's about 40 meters of elevation change that you actually go up. It's just a small little hill that you hike up. And uh, when you get up there, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, the cave itself, I think it's around 10,500 years old. Uh, there's been a lot of cool history there. There's been, I think it was a human jawbone that was 9,000 years old that they found there. Uh, a couple of raven burials. That they found and then in front of the cave there there's a big pit there that they kind of used it as kind of like a garbage pit or disposal pit so there was uh i guess broken arrows and uh i think there was some hey buddy cat jumped up here i think there was some uh old extinct buffalo bones that were there uh with some tools and stuff so it's it's a real neat place. Uh, all that stuff, it's all been dug up and uh, kind of logged and all that. So you won't be able to find it there now. But the cave is still there. You can go in. You can explore the cave. Uh, the cave itself, it's not very big though. It's, I think they said 140 feet by, I don't know, maybe 50 or something like that. It's not very big at all. But it is something that's worth checking out. Uh, please don't be like the rest of the people that have been in there and uh, took spray paint and kind of starting to deface it and all that. Like, that's not cool doing that. But uh, if you want to go up there and check it out, put your hand on a rock that you know that some old native feller was probably sitting there skinning out a buffalo hide at one point in time. You know, it's it's pretty neat that we have stuff like that. And uh, as long as you don't destroy it and wreck it, or you know, it'll be there for a long time. It's been there for over 10,000 years, so hopefully it'll be there for another 10,000 kind of a thing. Uh, after that, we we did some berry picking. Uh, you know, this year has been a terrible year for berries. Uh it's been so dry and hot. We got a little bit of rain here in September, but you know, for for you to have a good berry year, it needs to rain quite a bit early on in the year. And to have an excellent year, it needs to rain like crazy, but then get extremely hot for a couple of days and then rain again and just repeat that cycle pretty well all summer. Uh, unfortunately for us, like the rest of the kind of seems like North America, is that it's been just hot. Hot, dry, just, it wasn't a good year for berries whatsoever. So the blueberries were very low 
cranberries are very low. Uh, the blueberries, we were able to pick some, and I did make a video on that. Uh, but when it came time to cook something with them, uh, we went and we picked berries at Safeway. <laughs> we had enough where we could have made something with them, but instead we started, you know, kind of BSing around the pickups and stuff. And we slowly started eating on the berries and we just ended up eating them all. But they were all real small little berries and, you know, it just uh, didn't quite work out for us for the berries. Uh, but yeah, we made a video on that, and then uh, the cranberries, uh, it was the same thing as blueberries. There wasn't a whole lot there, but uh, me and Shelby took some extra time, spent the afternoon picking cranberries, uh, and then we did get enough for when we got home the next day there, I made up some cranberry jelly, and again, made a, made a nice little video on how to make cranberry jelly, so... Uh, yeah, if you guys ever want to learn how to do that, uh, it should be up here fairly soon. I can't remember. I I got so much stuff on the go right now, I can't remember what videos come out at what days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you'll just have to keep your eye out or subscribe to the channel. Hit the little bell thing there, and then that way uh, you'll get notified every time one of my videos comes out. If you don't want to do that, just remember that every Friday... I put up a video, and then the odd Monday, I put up a video as well, just kind of, uh, I'm starting to get a little too behind kind of a thing. You know, I had to do that uh, with the fish processing processing video. I put that up on Monday instead of Friday, and then that way, I won't be putting up chicken hunting videos in the middle of November kind of thing, you know. Uh, it's very seasonal stuff, so in order for you... To really engage your audience, you know, come November, I don't know about you, but I'm done watching chicken hunting videos. I'm starting to get fired up about either deer hunting or ice fishing seasons coming up. So I slowly start to move into watching that kind of stuff. So, you know, you kind of have to go with the season. Another thing that we did too was a experimental uh, video. I've heard of people picking rose hips before and making rose hip tea and the odd person making rose hip jelly. So we figured why not give that a try. Uh, it it actually didn't turn out too bad. Uh, I'll give you a hint though if you're wanting to make rose hip jelly. Uh, either make sure you have pectin or be like a lot of other people where they put uh, like apples or oranges into it and then they make more of a marmalade instead of a rose hip jelly uh, just because with rose hips I didn't know until I was about three quarters of the way done but there's uh, pretty well very little to no natural pectin in rose hips uh, so the way I make my jellies and jams and stuff I don't like using pectin at all for some weird rate reason i just have a hatred for that stuff i don't know why but i just i just don't like it maybe it's because i've never used it to be honest with you or i don't know maybe i'm part hippie or something and i just believe the old natural 
whatever comes out of the plant is what you get kind of a thing. I, I don't know. I'm a little strange, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't have any pectin in my house, like, at all. So, and I live an hour out of town, so it's not like I could have just ran uptown, grabbed pectin, threw it in there kind of thing. But, uh, in the end, it still turned out pretty good. Uh, the rose hips, though, they have a, they have a very strange but distinct flavor. It was almost like, uh pumpkin and carrot kind of a flavor but with some sweetness to it uh and then there's like a lot of earthy taste to it too but you know, once you add some sugar to it and then uh, i put in some lemon juice into it as well and it really cut some of what i would say like the bad flavors out of it uh but in the in the end it turned out actually pretty good and uh yeah jarred that all up can that up and uh it's surprisingly it's pretty good uh it's the first time i've ever made it so uh yeah that was a, an experiment that actually worked out uh on top of making jams or making jellies uh we did quite a bit of chicken hunting uh we got a few videos going up of that uh if you guys have any recipes for chickens uh, maybe let me know, you know, drop a comment or reach out to us on Facebook or YouTube and, uh, let us know what, what, uh, are some of your chicken recipes that you like, especially with rough grouse or spruce grouse. You know, I'm, I'm always looking at trying something new. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe one day your, uh, comment will be put up on the old YouTube channel and you'll see your name up there. You know, I have a lot of recipes of my own, but, you know, maybe something like a curry recipe or something like that. You know, I would love to give that a try. Uh, on top of chicken hunting, uh, I mentioned that we went to uh, Coldbrook Creek and we did some fossil hunting up there. And that was a really, really cool hike through there. Uh, that place was actually very easy to find. If you leave, say, Dawson Creek and you're going towards Chetwin, uh, just before you get to the Pine River Bridge, there's a road on the left called the Andrews Road. You take that. It's about two and a half kilometers. Uh, the last, like, 500 yards, you're going down towards the Murray River. Uh, so if you have, like, a car or SUV, there's a couple of little kind of look, look like campsites on top of the hill. Uh, I would highly suggest that you park there and walk down. Otherwise, yeah, it's not going to end well for your car, I don't think. Uh, but then, once as you're there, just hike up the creek. Uh, the first real big fossil there was that big rock I was telling you about. It's only... Uh, it's a few hundred yards up, but it's, it's not very far at all. It gets under a kilometer for sure. And it's just up around that first bend you'll see it there uh if you watch the video too it's it you there's no way you can miss it kind of a thing go around that corner walk down the bush line about 50 yards ish somewhere around there it's on your right hand side it's a big stone that's kind of has some orangey reddish tinge to it and there's a bunch of leaves in there and then if you keep going down to where the second bend is, what you end up walking on is a giant slab 
of fossil if you go around that corner there's another little straight stretch and there there is uh uh for sure two big slobs that you shouldn't be able to miss uh one's laying flat on a boat in the center of the creek then the other one's up on like a 45 degree angle and uh right beside it really uh that's on the left hand side and you can very distinctively see those uh leaves in there and then the coolest one that we found was just up about i'd say about 150 yards up from those two big slobs there's another big rock on your right hand side and there's a giant leaf that's in there where you can see that it's the underside of a leaf and the indents go down into it and it's uh you just you gotta watch the video for that one it's right near the end unfortunately so you can either skip ahead or you can watch the whole thing but uh oh man it's so cool and then there's also another one right there where it's fossilized wood uh well, I'm calling it fossilized wood. I'm not an expert, but it's I'm pretty sure that it's fossilized wood. It's really really cool. Uh and the one of the things with those fossils too is a lot of them look like they're just a regular old willow or an alder and then some of the real broad leaves, they almost look like uh maybe a hogweed plant of some sort i'm i'm not too sure but uh yeah oh man it's it's worth checking out it's it's just mind-boggling to me on how like what would have had to happen for those leaves to stay there and get fossilized especially come you know like october all the leaves are off are off the trees November and December, you get the snow cover. If not, there's, you know, they're going to be decomposing extremely quick. And somehow, there was something that buried these leaves, held them in place, and they fossilized. They've been there for millions of years. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's It's something really cool to actually just to sit and think about from time to time and it's uh it's pretty neat that we're uh we're able to go into places like this and actually reach down and touch it you know what i mean it's it's really cool uh one thing i got uh in august was my birthday there and one thing that shelby got me was a cool little rock tumbler a little national geographic thing uh so while we're out at cold brook uh, we picked up a whole pile of just real small rocks that we're going to throw into the tumbler. And that's just going to be, I think I'm going to do a separate video on that too. Uh, I don't know if that'll be like a gear review or just a cool little rock video. Uh, we'll see. That'll be like one of those Monday videos that I was talking about. You know, that's not going to be the main Friday video. That's just going to be the one-off Monday kind of things. Uh, with this three weeks off, you know, it's kind of the typical usual. You always have all these big plans and stuff of what you want to do. And even with three weeks off, I ran out of time to do everything. You know, I got I got the majority of stuff that I wanted to get done. But, you know, 
unfortunately, I gotta go back to work. I'm gonna be spending a week at work, and then we have to move on to the next thing. Uh, especially with what I film, everything is seasonal. Uh, so, like I was saying, you know, I had to put up another video on a Monday instead of the upcoming Friday, uh, just because chicken hunting season is basically September and October. Right now it's still September, but I have videos already uploaded and scheduled to come out until the first week of November, uh, which is good for me because I'm going to have a lot of content out and I'm very much ahead, but it's also bad because I only have, I think, two chicken hunts filmed and we still have a month and a half yeah, about that, about a month and a half of chicken season left, so I still have a pile of chicken hunting that I can do, but then if I focus strictly on just chicken hunting, I can get a lot of videos made up and a lot of content, but then I'll be uploading chicken hunts into December or even January when I should be doing ice fishing or snowshoeing, snaring rabbits, sledding, you know, stuff like that. So for me, it's just it's just another driving factor uh, to do this full time. I am still such a long ways away to being to being able to do this full time. And even when the time comes, uh, I still don't think I'd have enough time to to get it all. But then there's always next year kind of a thing. So it's. Uh, you know, you can't help but smile when you start thinking about that word. You know, if I were to do this full time, you know, in say like May will always be spring bear season. June would probably be go to the ocean for a month. July would be like river fishing, maybe more ocean fishing, kind of hard to tell. Uh... August would be kind of get into the Chinooks when they start to come up. Or, you know, middle of August is the good time to be picking berries, so I can come up here for that. September, again, it's kind of split where it's either elk hunting or ocean fishing. Cause the fishing in the ocean in September is it's a great time to go, especially for the Chinook. Uh, then there's October, and I guess September too, it'd be good for picking cranberries. Uh, October, you know, that's, that's always going to be chicken season. Uh, you know, and then in November, there's deer hunting that's happening, or that could be like our relax month where we just hang out at home and just relax for a month, you know. Cut some firewood or spend time with friends and family. You know, because you do need a balance whether you're filming or you have a full-time job, family. You know, life is all about a balance. And right now, my life isn't overly too balanced. Uh, basically, I go to work for my shift. When I come home, I basically sit around Wednesday go to town, get groceries, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 
It's basically filming, traveling, editing, uploading, researching, whatever. It's it's basically all about YouTube and how to grow on YouTube and kind of, sort of growing other social media stuff. But with that, it's, it's mainly just for YouTube because I'm trying so hard to make this work for full-time living. Uh, and then after November, like with your relax month, you have December and January, which would be like your ice fishing months. After ice fishing in December and January, you basically have like February to April. I would love to just disappear and go to the ocean, uh, live on a trawler or like a liveaboard boat kind of a thing and just cruise the west coast. As long as you have a steady income like I plan to have uh, through YouTube and, you know, advertisements and sponsorship deals, uh, the online store, affiliate marketing, you know, I really do think that I'll be able to do it. And as long as you're not doing like, you know, traveling a thousand miles per month kind of a thing, you know, what I want to do is I just want to go onto Google Maps or whatever and check out a little bay and say, hey, let's cruise in there, spend a couple of days there, maybe do some fishing, prawning, crabbing, bottom bouncing, you know, go after some ling, rockfish, uh, sea bass, maybe get into spearfishing and free diving, who knows? You know, that's part of this lifestyle that I love is the opportunities that we have are pretty well endless as long as you seek out those opportunities. You know, nobody is going to hand me something and say, this is what you need to do. You know, part of the driving factors in life and how I enjoy life is that I seek for these things. Uh, you know, sure, there are some things where somebody might mention, like, uh, there's a whale museum somewhere on Vancouver Island, I think up by the north end of it. I can't quite remember where I'd have to, have to look that up again. But, you know, I would love to, to take the boat one day and say, hey, let's go check that out. And while we're over there, maybe we'll make the southern loop and come around the backside of, like, Victoria, go to the outside, maybe make our way up to Port Renfrew or Port Alberni or something like that. You know, and just enjoy life and live you know i as weird and as lazy as it sounds i don't want to work for a living but if you're doing something like this where you enjoy it it doesn't feel like work you know i'm able to take cameras out and do what i was going to do regardless except now i film it and very soon, I'll be getting paid to do it. You know, and it's... Man. If you can make money off of something that you're going to do, whether you get paid for it or not, you might as well get paid for it. You know, that's why when I talk to some people about YouTube and stuff, especially now that I'm slowly getting bigger, uh, and I'm opening up about wanting to do this full time, people are curious and... You know, they, they ask a lot of times, like, can you actually make money off of this? And, man, I'm telling you, if you 
have anything that you're passionate about, pick up a GoPro, pick up your cell phone. You know, take your phone, turn it sideways, put a little, put it on a little tripod, record yourself, open up a YouTube account, and start putting it online. If you like fantasy football, make a fantasy football YouTube page. It might not be a full-time job, but it would be a cool way to make extra income. You know, if I was to reach in my pocket and give you $100, would you say no to that? Probably not, because it's 100 bucks. Well, with just a cell phone and a YouTube page, eventually you can make that 100 bucks. All you got to do is film it. Film it, edit it, put it up there. Why not? The only thing that's stopping you is you. You know, hit record. Do it. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, enjoy your life. Don't let people hold you back. You know, don't worry about what the little keyboard warriors and stuff of the world are going to say. Just get out there, do your thing, and, uh, you know, live your life to the fullest. Uh, you know, eventually one day I'd like to be down south in the spring. You know, go after a turkey or go do some crawfish trapping, climbing in the winter, squid fishing, whatever. And uh, it's going to be like when I want to do things up north. You know, if I want to do something bad enough, I basically just do it. You know, you can have every excuse in the book not to do it. But until you tell yourself just to shut up, put on your panties and do it, you're not going to get her done. So, uh, you know, every once in a while somebody needs that little extra drive, extra push. Maybe this is it. Maybe me telling you to suck it up. Uh, you know, wake up a little early in the morning or stay up a little bit later. Grind through the suck and, uh, you know, make it happen. <laughs> but anyways, guys, that uh, I think that is a, another podcast in itself or it might not even belong on this platform. Or on my channel. That's more of an inspirational type of a thing. And uh, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll go into a little bit more. Maybe that'll be uh, when I finally cross the 1,000 subscriber mark. I think today I'm at 879 or something like that. So I'm getting very, very close to that 1,000. Then I can apply for the partnership program. Uh, get accepted to that. Start making money off of AdSense. And uh, start the new little leg of this journey to where uh, basically I can quit my job and do this for you guys full time. And uh, man, I can't wait. Uh, and it's because uh, each and every one of you guys that are either listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube. You're watching my videos, you're buying my merchandise, uh, you're using my affiliate links, you know. Every little tiny bit counts. You know, if there's a thousand people that spend a dollar, that's a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? So even if you only have a dollar to help out, hey man, you do you. A dollar goes a long ways. Uh, and if you just watch videos, that works too. Uh, you know, AdSense works through uh, views and impressions.
So if you are just sitting back, relaxing at home, watching this video, and you don't spend a penny, I still want to say thank you. You know, keep watching. I really appreciate it, and I really, I could not do this without you, and I, I really hope, uh, you know, I really hope you do feel appreciated, uh, because, you know, like I said, every little bit helps. But anyways, guys, I think I'm going to cut her there. Uh, I, I apologize for the wind. There's nothing I can do about that. Maybe next time I'll just do this again inside. But thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you're uh, just listening to this podcast, give us a rating. Uh, get in touch with us. Let us know how I'm doing. If you want to see any improvements other than maybe doing this more inside so I'm out of the wind and the background noise, I understand. This sucks. Uh, but anyways, guys, again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Like the video. Give us a rating. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next one.